But in terms of this morning, friends, wherever you are signing in from, the Spirit is and welcomes us all to worship this morning. So welcome to Seattle Mennonite Church. This Sunday, we are wrapping up our summer worship series in which we have been uh, following the theme of listening and learning with a return to Acts and the Apostle Paul this morning, now in Rome, in the heart of empire, which sounds awfully familiar. Pastor Megan will reflect on that text and conclude our summer series this morning before we return again to the narrative lectionary next week. Before we go even deeper into that scripture and that theme for this morning, we of course gather in firstly acknowledging where we are and where you all are uh, signing in from across Turtle Island. Here in Seattle, we are on the lands of the Duwamish tribe, people who were here before state and country, a people still alive and active in the city and seeking justice and equity for their people. The Duwamish are among many tribes on Turtle Island, resisting being erased by the federal government and joining our voice of testimony and support is important to them. I don't know how many of you have a chance to visit the Duwamish website once in a while, but the mural on the side of our church is on the home page of the tribe. Acknowledgement matters to the Duwamish. May we also continue to live in other ways to be supportive of the Duwamish tribe and all tribes across Turtle Island that are facing erasure and oppression and eradication. A note for those on the local side, uh, the tribe is hosting a virtual resilience gala fundraiser on October 10th. And so we're posting a link to that event in the chat box as well. Let us center ourselves in a call to worship then. Source of all hope and holiness, we gather this morning to be church. Bless those who are absent, but not from our hearts. Bless those who are distant, but not from your love. Bless each of us here that we may choose justice by your spirit. Draw kindness from the well of your mercy and walk humbly in your path, O God. Amen. Let's sing together in the morning when we rise. In the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you may have Give me Jesus. 
Thank you, Robin and Mike. Each week we light a candle to acknowledge that we both witness to and participate in God's vision, vision for a just peace for all of creation. This morning, I wanna light our candle in solidarity with creation and the climate. Uh, this past month, a number of us had a chance to join um, a teaching uh, which was being offered by the Indigenous Values Initiative out of um, the East Coast. And there were so many teachings of wisdom and depth and history offered. Uh, one that stuck with me um, is the view from Indigenous communities that creation has no mercy, only law. And when law and creation's order is ignored, as it has been uh, for so many years by extractive capitalism and the practices of colonization, creation has no mercy, only the response of law, the order that has been violated. And the impacts are huge, globally, locally, we're hearing stories of, again, about the fires. We hear about sea rise. We hear about climate change. We hear about the non-human animals. And our hearts break. It feels big. But here we are in solidarity with the spirit of life each and every day. And so we remember creation and its needs and its law and the hope that we might align ourselves more deeply with that as individuals and as community. And so we pray. We long for a just peace for creation. We pray for a just peace for creation. And we choose to live in and with just peace for all creation. Peace be with you, my friends. And also with you. We have a children's time that's been pre-recorded and invite Megan to launch that now. Good morning, Seattle Mennonite Church. For children's time today, I'm going to be reading The Colors of Us, and Ori's going to be listening along. The first thing I want to notice when, I'm, when we're looking at this book is, one, it's so, so colorful. The book itself is very colorful with all those colors, and I'm also noticing that the people on this book are also very colorful, and we're going to get to meet the people and the characters in this book. The Colors of Us by Karen Katz. My name is Lena. I am the color of cinnamon. Mama says she could eat me up. What color do you think you are? Uh, You're not cinnamon. What color do you think you are? Tan. Tan? Yeah. If you were ice cream, I think you would be strawberry and I would eat you up. My mom's the color of French toast. She's an artist. Mom's teaching me how to mix colors. She says that if I mix red, yellow, black, and white paints in the right combination, I will have the right brown for a picture of me. The right brown? But mom, brown is brown, I say. That's not so, mom says. There are lots of different shades of brown. Let's take a walk, you'll see. We go to the playground where we see my friend, Sonia. Sonia is light yellow-brown, Mom says. Just like creamy peanut butter, I say. My favorite. Creamy pe peanut butter? Yeah, just like you had in your sandwich. Go on. Isabella is chocolate brown, like the cupcakes we had for her birthday. Lucy has skin that's a peachy and tan. Peachy tan? That's not it is sort of like you, isn't it? 
My best friend Jo Jin lives close to the playground. Jo Jin is the color of honey. Two streets over, we meet my cousin Kyle. His skin is a reddish brown like leaves in fall. Carlos and Rosita have brought their new puppy to the park. Carlos is a light cocoa brown and Rosita's skin looks like butterscotch. Butterscotch? Mm. Gross. You don't like butterscotch? It's a pretty color though. When we pass by the pizza parlor, Mom and I see Mr. Pellegrino with a pizza high in the air. He is the color of the pizza crust, a golden brown. My babysitter Candy is like a beautiful jewel, bronze and amber. She looks like a princess. Oh, look at all those legs. Yeah. Hanging down. Mom and I walk to the park to eat our lunch. Look at everyone's legs, Mom. All the different shades. Who's next? After lunch, we walk to Mom's favorite store where Mr. Kashmir sells many different spices. He's the color of ginger and chili. Up the street is my Aunt Kathy's laundromat. Aunt Kathy is tawny tan like coconuts and coffee coffee. Who's that, Mom? Who's that? There's somebody else with peachy tan. Who? Naomi. Peachy tan. Peachy tan. After our walk, my friend comes over. We take our towels to the roof and lie in the sun. I think about everyone I saw today. Sonia, Isabella, and Lucy, Jojen and Kyle, Carlos and Rosita, Mr. Pellegrino and Candy, Mr. Kashmir and Aunt Kathy, each one of them a beautiful color. Oh, and now she's working. Now she's working on her artwork. My friends leave and I go downstairs. I am happy as I get out my paints. Yellow, red, black, and white. I think about all the wonderful colors I will make, and I say their names out loud. Cinnamon, chocolate, and honey. Coffee, toffee, and butterscotch. They sound so delicious. There they all are. You can see all those different faces all the different colors. At last my pictures are done and I've painted everyone. Look mom, the colors of us. Colors of us. Yeah, just like the title. And there, I like this because you can see all the hands all the way around. So that was the colors of us by Karen Katz. And uh, I think maybe we could go and try painting something that's the color of us. What do you think? Let's continue in song. Longing for light? Longing for light, we wait in darkness. Longing for truth, we turn to you. Make us your own, your holy people. Light for the world to see. Christ be our light. Shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ be our light, shine in your church gathered today. Longing for peace, our world is troubled. Longing for hope, many despair. Your word alone has power to save us, make us your living voice. Christ be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ be our light, shine in your church gathered today. Longing for food, many are hungry. Long 
longing for water, many still thirst. Make us your bread, broken for others, shared until all are fair. Christ be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ be our light, shine in your church gathered Today's scripture reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 28, verses 16 to 31. When we came to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. And three days later, he called together the local Judean leaders. When they had assembled, he said to them, kindred, Though I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors, yet I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. When they had examined me, the Romans wanted to release me because there was no reason for the death penalty in my case. But when the Judeans objected, I was compelled to appeal to the emperor, even though I had no charge to bring against my nation. For this reason, therefore, I have asked to see you and speak with you, since it is for the sake of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. And they replied, we have received no letters from Judea about you, and none of the people coming here have reported or spoken anything evil about you. But we would like to hear from you what you think, for with regard to this sect, we know that everywhere it is being spoken against. After they had fixed a day to meet him, they came to him at his lodgings in great numbers. From morning until evening, he explained the matter to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Some were convinced by what he had said, while others refused to believe. So they disagreed with each other. And as they were leaving, Paul made one further statement. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah, go to this people and say, you will indeed listen, but never understand. And you will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull and their ears are hard of hearing and they have shut their eyes so that they might not look with their eyes and listen with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. Let it be known to you then that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. He lived there for two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the reign of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, 
and for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Well, we come to the final words of the book of Acts. We started way back in the beginning at the start of this summer, and, and then we did a lot of jumping around as we listened and learned to uh, preachers, Black preachers from our Mennonite church, from the wider Anabaptist community, and the even broader ecumenical community. So we've jumped around a bit, but we've, we have had this Acts thread throughout, and here we are at the end, and it's good for me to remember where we started, which is um, the reminder that the main character in the book of Acts is the Holy Spirit. It often seems as though it's Paul, uh, because he's so throughout the text, but it really is the Holy Spirit. And here we have Paul at the end, um, and Luke bringing closure to his two-volume set, so the Gospel of Luke is volume one, Acts, the book of Acts, volume two. Luke bringing closure to this two-volume set once again in jail. In jail, again, um, as Paul finds himself in jail all throughout the book of Acts. He's under house arrest in Jerusalem, in chains, according to his testimony, and deemed a prisoner or a criminal by Rome. And Willie James Jennings, he's the, the author of the commentary on Acts that Amy and I have been reading this summer and been reflecting on in our sermons on Acts. Willie James Jennings reminds us that from the very beginning disciples of Jesus, and not just the 12 original disciples, but all followers of Jesus extended through this contemporary time to you and to me, were destined for a constant encounter and negotiation with the prison system and with being designated criminals. So James, Willie James Jennings is making that case that from the beginning, that's what it's meant to follow Jesus, is to be in constant engagement and negotiation with the prison system and with being called a criminal. Luke's message is very clear. To follow Jesus is to be, is to be bound to the spirit and to be bound to the prison. And this is, this is a challenging word for me because quite frankly, my life is not bound to the prison. My life of faith, uh, or, or my, just my life, even beyond my life. My life is not bound to the prison in any kind of meaningful or sustained way. And so then I wonder, should it be as a follower of Jesus? If I take this really seriously, yes. And yet we can't do all things um, as humans. We are limited in our life and we have to follow our particular vocational calling. And it may be that not each of us is called to the prison. And then that sort of feels like a cop out. So I can do this whole internal thing um, in my head. And I know um, that some of my, some of my dearest uh, pastor colleague friends are much more intimately bound to the prison system than I am. And that and makes me wonder. It just makes me wonder if there's more of a, of a call there. I am grateful for the years I've been in here, uh, here in Seattle to have been connected with the No New Youth Jail Coalition and with the movement and to show up over the years in a variety of actions as that story has unfolded. And um, so there is that, that, that advocacy community of which I have been part and have been grateful to be a part. Um, but, but Willie James Jennings is making a very convicting case and convicting in, in the most positive sense. So I don't, I don't feel guilt about this, but he's making a convicting case in the best possible sense um, to not just see my learning my listening and my learning and my action around prisons and around prison abolitionism, to see that as an issue, but to see it as central to my faith. This makes me think, going back to volume one, the Gospel of Luke, uh, that was our centering Jubilee text, was Jesus's first public message, his first sermon in which he says he has come to proclaim release to the captives. So that's the start of the bookend. And then the end of the bookend is Paul 
this morning sitting in house arrest and there's jail throughout. Um, there is something here about it being more central to faith, to a Jesus following faith than I think I've often given credit for or lived. So let's visit Paul for a moment under house arrest in prison in um, Jerusalem. He receives many guests. Uh, because he's not in a traditional jail, he is under house arrest. Um, he is able to receive guests into his space. <clears throat> and the first day of this act says people came in great numbers and that that carried on for two full years, um, receiving people um, to his home, to his prison, all who came to visit. And Willie James Jennings then takes this, um, this image of Paul, once again in jail, um, receiving people as um, this, this moment of hospitality. Um, he takes this as um, showing us that the creation of alternative space and the understanding of alternative desire is also the heart of our faith. This is, this is the Jesus path, is to create that alternative space of hospitality, even while imprisoned. We are, as followers of Jesus, ones who seek to be on the path. We are called to share common life with one another. Paul is doing this even while in prison, called to share common life. And um, Willie James Jennings challenges notions of private property as empire's ways and ours. I was thinking about this as uh, Jonathan was sharing um, his learnings from indigenous community um, this past week uh, and na nature, now I'm off the cuff. So uh, nature having just laws and no mercy. Uh, that, that's, that's one to let simmer uh, for a minute. Um, but it feels connected here to um, Willie James Jennings reading of Acts, challenging notions of private property for those who seek to follow Jesus. That's, that's the empire's way, that's colonialism. And it's actually a very recent invention on this earth, very recent. This earth has millennia of history, pre-capitalism, pre-private property, pre-all of this stuff. And um, I'm seeing in the book of Acts, God's desire for that common life, for that shared life. Um, pa Paul welcoming all to his space into a faith that desires and joins and shares life. Now, I just wanna say that, um, I rather like my private property. Um, I rather like it. Um, and I like all of you a whole lot. And I don't actually want to live with all of you. I, not for more than a few days at Camrick. I mean, that's fun. Um, <laughs> so again, this is not a um, a holier than thou kind of sermon. If you ever start to think I'm preaching at you, please know I'm preaching at myself. <laughs> this is all so challenging. I don't, we are so steeped in this. This is so the water that we swim in that we, it's, it's hard to even get your head above the water enough to see how recent all of these concepts are. Willie James Jennings reflects on how We've disconnected peoples from lands in this period of colonialism, which again is so very new to the earth. Disconnected people from land, turning animals into objects of utility and consumption, rending communal fabrics with a desire towards individuation. This is, this is what empire has brought us, what colonialism has brought us. And then nations and corporations in the very contemporary world have exacerbated that. So slicing the planet into ever smaller and commodified pieces. And I just think the assault on our public lands, even now, um, even so recently, the assault on our public lands, the attempts, the attempts to encroach, to slash, to privatize, to make extractable to private companies. There's just all of that has happened and, and divided our world up in ways that um, it's hard to even imagine what came before or what could be different after. Um, I, I feel so stuck 
in the middle of it. It's the water we swim in. So even though I don't want to live with all of you <laughs> forever and ever, amen, in a single shared space, there is something about this call that is compelling and is convicting, this call to common life as an alternative way, as the Jesus way, as the anti-empire way. There's something to that for even us with our private properties. So when I think about that small scale, when I think about common life, shared life, alternative space, you know, akin to the space that even Paul is creating, even in his prison, that space of hospitality and commonality and shared life together as Jesus followers. When I think about that on the small scale for us, I think um, that we claim common life when we feed one another, which is a little more challenging in pandemic times, but still happens. I know of lots of that happening in our community. When we feed one another, when we tend one another's yards or gardens or care for one another's animals. Some of you have tended this one over here who keeps trying to make an appearance in my sermon, Rogue. Thank you. When we have tended one another's homes and spaces and creatures, um, when we've cared for one another's children, when speaking of Camrick, when we have stewarded that common space together, when we have cared for that space together, where we have showed up, shown up together for work parties and tended to that common space together, when we have taken each other to doctor's appointments or driven one another to the airport, when we have loaned books to one another or joined one another on the back deck for prayer, for conversation, for sharing food and drink, Especially perhaps when we do that with those who aren't in our innermost circle, but when we extend hospitality beyond sort of the obvious first round of our first sort of ripple of closest friends. And I want to keep claiming and naming all these, you know, seemingly small ways that we share common life and claim common space with one another. I wanna claim that and name that as sharing common life, I think, so that we don't feel like the vision is so big and so far out of reach that we could never get to it, but that it, we could encourage one another to keep sinking ever more deeply into that. What does it mean to keep sharing deeper and deeper common life with one another? We are swimming in fragmentation in this country and in this world. Um, and again, exacerbated in many ways by our experience of the pandemic, we're swimming in fragmentation and in individuation in private property in the commodification of itty bitty pieces of the, of the planet. That it's hard again to keep our, even get our head above the waters to glimpse something different, something that is much, much older much longer lasting, uh, much more liberative for the world and for each one of us. The followers of Jesus, according to Willie James Jennings, and here I'm going to read from him, <clears throat> have two struggles. And once again, Part of why I'm reading this is because I need to hear it because this is not something that, that, that uh, is embodied in my life in the way that it could be. <clears throat> Disciples of Jesus must engage in two struggles. The first, we must begin to analyze, understand, and if necessary, resist the geographic formations of life in cities, villages, towns, hamlets, and neighborhoods from urban to rural settings and everything in between, we must ask if we are being positioned against community or for community. Positioned to know people different from us economically, politically, socially, culturally, and racially, or are we being herded into various kinds of homogeneities? So that's the first struggle is to watch, to analyze, to learn, to seek to understand. Are we being 
um, set up for community or against it? Are we being led into encounter or herded into homogeneities? That's the first struggle for a follower of Jesus. The second, we must yield to the spirits leading us to join. So here we go with Holy Spirit being the primary actor in Acts again. We must yield to the spirits leading us to join, recognizing that the spirit of God may be calling us to break with a geographic pattern or help create a new one. In all this, the spirit is always leading us toward the communal, toward a sharing of life with those different from us. So the second struggle is yielding to the spirits leading toward the communal, toward the alternative space, toward the common space, toward something that again feels so big and hard to claim. And so we're going to claim it in the small ways that we already do it and be encouraged in that and try to build on that. How is the spirit calling us ever deeper into common life with one another and with the world around us? I'm going to close um, just by saying that this congregation, and I feel like I can, you know, butter you up because it was prior to my time here. Um, this congregation heard a strong call to the folks that God was literally throwing on our doorstep, right? Um, there were people uh, camping outside the front doors of the church, and you all saw in that, heard in that, sensed in that, a guiding of the spirit, a leading of the spirit to common life. So not just a, a, a helping or a serving ministry where we do nice things for those who live on the streets, but calling into common shared life. Um, and that has taken many forms over the years. And of course, Jonathan and Melanie were hired as community ministers to really help lead the community toward that common life. And that story has continued to unfold and to evolve. Um, there's uh, big things happening right now with uh, a shelter that is coming to be. And we'll get to hear a little bit more from Melanie on that during our announcements at the end of service today. But that story continues to evolve as we have been called into common life. We've been called deeper and deeper and deeper in many ways into that. Um, and so um, it is my prayer for our community that we'll keep listening, keep following the spirits leading in that common life call. And um, that there may be something in the new calls that are around us too. The Holy Spirit is even now perhaps stirring uh, new common life callings among us in our congregation. And so it's my prayer that we will both stay faithful to the calls that we have already heard that are continuing to grow and evolve and change and move, and that we will stay attentive to the new calls that may even now be stirring among us so that we can continue to grow this Jesus-following common life with one another. Maybe prisons are going to be part of it, maybe not. But I thought I'd at least loop that circle back to the, there is something with Jesus followers in the prison to pay attention to. So may we keep attuning ourselves to the call of the spirit and away from empire into common life together. And may we continue to um, be called uh, or pay attention to those that God is sending our way and those to whom we may even now sent. May it be so. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to the light that offers hope for how we are humbled by creation, a creation that has no mercy, and we are challenged by the Spirit as we encounter prison. May we be led into this radical countercultural way. Thanks be to God. I invite you to consider the prayers that you bring this morning and offer them in the chat box. I will uh, bring them into the prayer at a certain point. 
Otherwise, I'd invite you to center yourself and to breathe. To acknowledge the spirit's presence and movement in our body, personally and as a whole in our common life together. Thanks be to God for that word. <sighs> well, God, we pray this day for all who have a song they cannot sing. For all who have a burden they cannot bear. For all who live in chains they cannot break. For all who wander without homes and cannot find shelter. For those who are sick and for those who tend them for those who wait for loved ones and wait in vain, for those who live in hunger and for those who will not share their bread, for those who are misunderstood and for those who we misunderstand, for those who are captive and for those who are captors, for those whose words of love are locked within their hearts, and for those who's, who yearn to hear those words. Have mercy upon these, O oh God. Have mercy upon us all. Together, we pray with Beth Miller Crable and her family as they grieve the loss of her mother, Eileen, who died this morning. Elaine, Eileen saw a rapid decline this last week in her health. She had been regularly worshiping with us, so we will miss her presence with us. We're grateful that Beth and Ken could be there as she died this morning. Together we pray for Jean Sloniker's mother and for Jean as she discerns if and when to have her mother enter hospice. Console Jean in the heartbreak of being limited to only 20 minute, a 20 minute visit in her adult family home when she would like to spend as much time with her as possible and knowing she is nearing the end of her life. We pray too for Dave Sloniker and his mother as she becomes harder to care for as she ages. Give both Dave and Jean strength and wisdom as they care for their beloved parents. Today we hold Nancy Chupp in your care and mercy as she grieves the sudden death of her colleague and friend, Sarah. As Nancy takes on additional work and as she informs clients of Sarah's passing, uphold and tend to Nancy's spirit and all who are mourning Sarah's death. We pray for the many teachers and professors who are with care and attention working so hard to make learning accessible and meaningful to students in a format that is new to everyone. And for students of all ages who are needing to learn in this new way. We pray especially for students who are making a transition not only to online learning, but to new schools or levels of education be with all students and teachers. Today we celebrate with Lake City Partners and all who have dreamed for so long of a 24-7 shelter in North King County. We pray for a way to be made straight as shelter becomes a reality in Shoreline. We give thanks that some who are unhoused and vulnerable to the danger of living outside will find stability and safety. Thanks be to God. Turning to the chat. We pray together with Elizabeth. Prayers for 
her cousin Esther in Arizona diagnosed with cancer in both kidneys. We pray with Lisa Bade for Michael Bade, prayers for the trans family, members who are living in fear as attacks and threats are flooding online accounts. We pray together with Bob Powell, prayers for Javi, Alu, Kalu, Faustina, all locked up in immigration prison. Together with Andy Royce, prayers for Kristen, Joyce's niece, who is hospitalized this week with sepsis. God keep her safe. Help us as a community as we struggle to understand as we are bound by the spirit and bound to the prison. Commit us to a radical life of discipleship, seeking hope, change, and whole life for all people. Reconnect us to the land and to the pain experienced by our neighbor and the work for justice. Convict us with a new understanding of communal life. Give us strength and courage. Hear our prayers. We pray, O oh God, those which have been shared in community and those for which we cannot find the words. Have mercy upon us all. All, pe all people together say, Amen. Thank you, Megan and Melanie, for calling us into alignment with the spirit of life. We live in gratitude for the gifts that each of you all offer to this congregation, monetary and otherwise. And we're grateful for the means to collect those offerings digitally in support of the ministries that are ongoing we may be on Zoom, but we are not idle. <laughs> this is becoming very true and real every day as we continue to show up at the drop-in center, continue to welcome folks. Um, for those that, of you that don't know, we operate a hygiene center here in our neighborhood for access to showers and laundry and community kitchen for folks experiencing homelessness. And we have not missed a day. And we have not also had a single case of COVID show up in the, in the drop-in ministry. And we don't take that for granted. We were able to shift all of our, what we do and how we do it to a way that extends has continued to extend hospitality when so many doors have been closed. And your support is an important part of that. Today, we want to bless the gifts and time given by many volunteers who continue their work and their leadership in this congregation in this time of virtual community. We're especially thankful for those who after years of participation in spiritual leadership team and councils are taking their leave before discerning new ways of being in community. And we look forward next week to blessing new leaders in our worship. And many of those new leaders are gathering this Wednesday for our joint council meetings. We are grateful and we live in that gratitude Let's turn to a closing and sending song then. You shall go out with joy. I think that um, this is a familiar enough one that rather than project the music, I'll, I'll put the words in the chat if you'd like to, um, but I invite you to keep your screen on gallery mode so that we can see the people since we cannot hear one another's voices. Um, with a familiar hymn, this is, an, this is an opportunity to perhaps watch people singing with you and knowing that somehow the Holy Spirit is weaving us together um, in ways that are, we can't hear each other's voices. I know it's very sad, but let's watch one another sing. So we're going to sing through twice, completely through, and then the first half again, ending um, with the clap, clap their hands, okay? So you have to clap, I can see you. 
You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands. As you go out with joy, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their you go out with joy you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace the mountains and the hills will break forth before you there'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap will clap their hands be blessed and sent from worship with these words Go with the strength you have. Go simply. Go lightly. Go gently. In search of love. And may the Spirit go with you on your way. Amen.